welcome to Worship at the Anvil. Welcome back to Worship at the Anvil. I'm Matt Berger. Hey, I'm Jeremiah Bockhaus. We're back again. Forge adjacent. The weather's getting warmer. Spring is almost sprung. I mean... <laughs> the crocuses are out. Oh, yeah. So uh, Birds sorry. are chirping. I think... Uh, I think we can officially say that we probably have like one or two more snowstorms in the, in the hopper. <laughs> hey, me knocking on wood. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want it to, you know, there, there's a, um, as the, as the water falls through the atmosphere, it picks yeah. up more nitrogen. Ah. And so it actually is good for sure. the soil to have a healthy yeah. snowfall. It is. It um, is. So I think we're at like an 18-inch deficit, yeah. which technically uh, keeps us in drought. Sure. Um, sure. This time of year, I'm kind of, uh, you know, thankful I'm not at my old job anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the golf course I worked on had, you know, like 12 holes on a river <laughs> and that river happened to flood Ooh, fairly frequently, especially yeah. in spring. We would have entire golf holes underwater and the ice flows would carve up the middle of a oh, fairway. So, a lot of repair. so this year I think they're pretty thankful that there isn't <laughs> they, so much like water the at yeah. the golf course. At least it, it's uh it's kind of interesting, but yeah, no, absolutely. Having a good uh, spring and winter of snow melt and, good rains to to clean the earth wash the earth and get the crops and plants growing well yeah we've got we planted some garlic in our garden last fall so that it would pop up right away in spring it uh about a week ago it started poking through and i was just like wow hey there you go pretty exciting there you go really excited i'm wanting to build some uh uh, garden some raised beds oh that's that's what i want to yeah get. that's on my list for this <laughs> this spring we'll see what happens yeah long list i bet oh <laughs> ever, ever growing ever yeah. growing here yeah besides the axes that i have to grind oof oof yeah that's a groaner <laughs> hey <laughs> but it's true <laughs> yeah yeah it is true he's got a lot of axes to grind and that's why we started a podcast exactly yeah <laughs> right 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 <laughs> speaking of axes to grind okay we're gonna jump right in yeah no that's not this is you've been working on your your small talk to start out trying get, to draw people in to, to get the rapport good yeah. job thanks yeah, so this conversation, we will do our best. <laughs> we <laughs> are humble in knowing that we don't always speak the greatest about things, especially myself. So be be uh, open to what we say, I guess. But the reason I give that little disclaimer is it's kind of a hard hard subject that's kind of a hot topic right now. Um, also, it's got a lot of there are very staunch sides yeah. without that's more rhetoric right. than content. I right, think, I think that's more of the issue than yeah. than and, some of this other stuff. And it's based around politics, even though you know it's not for us. It's not necessarily political, but it's based around politics. Right. So there is a bill that I believe was signed into law. Um, you could correct me if I'm wrong. I think it did pass. Maybe it hasn't been signed yet. I don't know about the signing. Um, but it's in process in Florida. 
and it has been given the misnomer of don't say gay. Yeah. Um, and that's important to know that that's not what the bill is called. <laughs> yeah, not not in, not in actuality. I think the the bill. Um, I I read it. I read it in, in its entirety because I was I was really just not liking the rhetoric that I was hearing. I think it's like HS one five five eight in Florida. Uh, oh, Matt, his technology wizard. He's he's gonna Google it real quick. But um, it's been it's been termed the don't say gay law in Florida, and it has to do with what is the appropriate topic of discussion for um, sexual education, sexuality in in the grade structure of the public schools in Florida. Right. It's the the concept of the don't say gay part about it also comes into if a child comes out to their teacher, they are required to notify the parents of that student. If I'm not mistaken, that was part of this as well. Um, and that that's kind of an interesting, you know, area. It's the parent's responsibility to to parent the child. It's the educator's responsibility to educate the child in school subjects. Right. So, so this gets kind of to a, another issue of abdication of responsibilities. Right. That, that has happened. And since you send your kid to school for eight hours a day, mm-hmm. you know, they're supposed to be learning life skills in school, you know, and yeah. essentially in some in some family units and, and even because there is no family unit the school has supplanted that and the the school right. has started to step in and become the family environment and and since they're educated on education suddenly they are the ones who are responsible for the formation the cultivation of yeah. of the youth mm-hmm. and in a healthy family unit that is not the case Right. And and in in any family unit that is overreach of the education system. They mm-hmm. they are not responsible for shaping my child. I am responsible for shaping my child. You're they're responsible for educating. That's what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's I, I do understand that, you know, that is a very fairly Christian look at the family unit and that's supported outside of Christianity to an extent, but it's becoming less and less popular um, outside of Christianity. And it, it, it's kind of challenging um, because we have our way and understanding of how we want to raise our families and how our families operate. Um, but there's can be barriers put in place and the, that's kind of where this line is. Well, what I got from reading through this was that the parents need parents and guardians have the right and responsibility to be engaged with every aspect of what's going on. Right. And it does it doesn't actually say you uh, um, there there's a period, I believe if I remember correctly, it's kindergarten through third grade where they right. just don't talk about sexuality. Right. You know, don't talk about that. Yeah. Um, 
which I don't know why anybody would be upset about that. You know, in the kindergarten, first, second, and third grade, there are plenty of other things to be talking about besides body parts and and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. You know, and let alone um, what type of imaginative, creative play goes on. Mm-hmm. You know, these kids are reading stories about flying and they're reading stories about turning into cats. And so they pretend <laughs> to turn into cats. They, they right. pretend that right. they're flying. They jump off the couch and you know what? Maybe they're going to pretend that they're the opposite sex for the yeah. purpose of a, of a game. For dress okay. up. They admire their mother, so they want to wear a dress and carry a purse. Right. That's dress up. That's dress up. <laughs> it's play. It's yeah. it's imagination. And we want to support that without putting anything onto it right so if you say all right k through three you know pre-k through three grade teachers Mm -hmm. just no just don't talk about it just worry about having fun and educating these children that's i think was a really good aspect to this to this bill after that fourth grade so when i was in public school fourth grade is when we actually did start educate sexual education in my and it was you separate the boys and the girls and you said, okay, you're going to start changing now. You're going to start getting this and that thing. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Um, parents have the uh, ability to say, no, I don't want you to do that. I want to be able to do that. Right. That's that's in the law, in yeah. the bill, that, that parents can be involved in this and, yes. and make the ultimate decision, which is good. I could be mistaken, and I'm, I probably am, but I... I want to say that parents often have the choice to opt their children out of sex education at school. I don't know if that's the case. I'm sure it's school district by school district. I'm, um, I'm sure it is, but I would I would feel comfortable saying yeah. it in general. Yeah. But what is what this does lay out is before any of that happens, the right. parents have to be informed that this sexual education stuff is coming up. Mm-hmm. What has happened is that parents become aware of this yeah. After it's already started. Right. And then they pull them out or, or whatever after the fact. So this just says, yeah. hey, before it happens, parents mm-hmm. need to be made aware. Yeah. Um, I didn't catch, and, and maybe it's because I didn't do a thorough read. Sure. Um, I didn't catch anything about if a student comes out, then the parent, the teacher has to inform the parent. I didn't catch that. Um, there, there are a couple of these bills going around the United States right now, so it might not have been the Florida version. Um, but that has been a point of contention as well with some of these bills where it's, you know, if a child does come out to the teacher, like, do they have to tell the parent or not? And what, like right now in most places they wouldn't have to. Right. And that would be the, at the child's discretion. Um, so it, it's kind of an interesting, um, added level. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting uh, thing to ponder because if there's a right. if there's a reason why the child doesn't talk to their parents about these things, there could be right. there could be a legitimate reason, to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whether they're a Christian or not. Right. You know, in fact, if they're not Christian, there might even be more valid reasons to be like, you know, for the child's safety. safety we don't yeah. want we don't want that to happen. Um. So that's that's a whole different conversation. I yeah. Think, I think to yeah. be to be had, but. In general, I mean, again, it's kind of with this whole wokeism culture that's going on that uh, gender disassociation, gender dysphoria, all of those things. At what age does that present itself as a biological change in the brain? 
Right. What time is that just creative play? Uh, and what are the ramifications of that? Mm-hmm. And the reality is the brain, certainly in men, yeah, in males, the brain continues to develop and change uh, up into 27 years old, even, even up to 30 years old. Yeah. So if you take a, a male brain that has XY chromosome, yeah. okay, and insert this gender dysphoria at, we'll say, age nine, We'll just throw it out there. Say there's a nine year old who thinks he's a girl, wants yeah. to wants to be a girl, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The brain is going to continue to develop in its in its way determined by its gender, XY chromosome, its sex. They're the same thing. Um, up into the appropriate time for that development, right? Meaning chemicals are going to be produced, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And so the, the, the gender dysphoria isn't really all that present, all that accurate because it's a nine-year-old brain that's still developing and it's confused about a lot of things. And so if yeah. you, and, and then now we're, now we have also have to deal with not just brain development, but also emotional development because right. now this child, for whatever reason felt that, now they're going to get a whole bunch of extra attention and 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 it's, right now in this environment, it's all yeah. positive attention. It's going to be encouragement, essentially. Right, and so now we have a dopamine mm-hmm. connection with this right. development, until so we've exacerbated the problem by being woke and supportive of this. Right. So to say, hey, tamp it down, <laughs> just just don't talk about it, and. It, that's again not in in the in the bill itself. It's just we're there for other reasons, right? Right. Could actually help the brain development of these of these children who are experiencing these types of things. Yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. Sorry, I just no, just kind of went okay. off there. <laughs> no, no, it's it, it's a good thing to to bring up because there's there's a lot of environmental things that can cause changed brain development as well. Yes. Um, And it's not just that physical, you know, people accepting and encouraging. It's, you know, what the child eats, what the child does with their body exercise, what they put in their body, what like all sorts of things, like just the environment they live in. Um, And even the, the home environment of the family makeup. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there a mom? Is there a dad present in the home? Like that can change things drastically as well. Um, exactly. It's, it's nature and nurture. Right. Is, is what you're saying. Yeah. Agreed. 100%, yeah. 100% agree. Yeah. To me, it's interesting that we have to have a law in place in order to not talk about it with children that age. Um, because it, that's not something that they should be concerned about. Right. A pre-K through third grade, it's not about gender. It's not about identity. It's about I'm learning my ABCs. I'm learning math. I'm learning the basics of education. I'm I'm singing in school. Um, like it, <laughs> I'm learning how to control my body. Like right. gross and fine motor skills. Like those are the things. Their their brain is not developed to understand what that is <laughs> right what quote unquote gender identity is like 
when when kids start first talking and then they start identifying, oh, you're a boy, you're a girl. That's you know that is fairly young, but their their understanding of it is very limited. It's oh sure, it's if like, this, it's then the kinder, this, it's the like, kindergarten cop. Yeah, thing. yeah, it's I don't know, like it's a lot, and to put that in that classroom and just. Right. And, and I'm, I'm not one to promote burying your head in the sand. Like, yeah. I, I'm certainly not. I'm, I, I'm much more a fan of having open conversation, honest conversation, and look at how your, mm-hmm. your doctrine um, answers the questions that right. come up. Right. And, and whose responsibility is that? Now, the government has been given to us as a blessing, and they do their jobs. Mm-hmm. They should do their mm-hmm. jobs. Okay. And the family has been given to us as a blessing, and one of the blessings is children. And therein, the the children learn about that through the parents. They right. they learn, you know what, Billy? The only reason you're here is because of your mom and dad. Right. You know, and and there are things that happen, and you'll learn about that, Billy, when you're a little <laughs> bit older. You know, or we'll take you out to the farm, and you'll learn yeah. in, in a different way. Right. Right. You know, um, it is a, it is a heavy thing to have, and it's a it's a direct conversation that I'm okay with having. Yeah. But I just don't want somebody else doing it. Yeah. And certainly somebody who might have a different um, worldview than I do. Right. And then they, again, I'm also not. I got to say it again. Don't put your head in the sand. There are people who have different worldviews, but if they mm-hmm. think that they can assert their worldview onto my children if they can indoctrinate my children with their view no that's my job is to indoctrinate my children with my worldview that i want them to carry yes absolutely and like as parents we have to make the decision where we put our children for school that is in alignment with what we want taught right that and that becomes a part of if you if you have that some people don't have that opportunity correct well and yeah I I need to fully acknowledge that we're we're two men with you know full households with mm-hmm. we have wives and children and not everyone has that right they don't have that support to fall back on they don't have that structure and so they might look for an option for how to help raise their child and not just get an education. Um, Correct. I mean, even even just down the street. Right. There, that is absolutely understood and sympathetic to that as well. Yeah. I'll say this. Teachers aren't really educated to teach about every single thing that comes up. Um, they're only educated to a certain extent, and then the rest of it, they're dependent on their upbringing and their worldview. Yeah. So yeah. that, like, that's another level of it. Like, are they prepared to actually educate on that topic? <laughs> yeah. Or is it going to be opinionating? Right. You know, is there, are they going to have a podcast yeah. in, in the middle of the class? Yeah. It, this thought just popped into it is, is the emotional bandwidth that that teacher has as well. I mean, in, sure. in high school, these teachers can have hundreds of students. Yeah. And are they going to have the emotional bandwidth to be able to care for a student in that capacity mm-hmm. as well as, you know, they, they have people in their regular lives outside of their employment that mm-hmm. are 
that they have emotional bandwidth for. So they, they run out. Now, in a grade school, it's much, much lower numbers. Sure. Um, but teacher burnout is because of the, these bandwidth issues where they, they, they care so much um, that they just can't continue and, and, right. and they blow up. Or they don't really care. Yeah. And I don't mean to, I don't mean to insult I don't mean to insult them, but learning the proper boundaries on these things, and so for this bill to be like here here's a boundary that you have, right? You know, it it could be assisting to the teachers, yeah, as well. I think there's a way to see it that way, right? It gives them a, a buffer, it, like yeah, a boundary um, on what doesn't need to be covered, what right. should not be covered. Because honestly, if I had, if I had um, a kindergarten, preschooler through third grade who come in and started talking, you know, pretending, not really going to worry about that. Right. Okay. But then if they start talking about other aspects of sexuality, sure, I'm calling, I'm, I'm, I'm reporting, I'm talking yeah. to you know CPS, I'm talking to to other things because those are indicators that there's something elicit something wrong going on and and that needs to be investigated for the safety of the child right. not normalizing it and that's so, yeah so again i think that's yeah. another thing that this that this bill does is it it when you have that line if it's crossed why is it crossed let's let's get to the bottom of that yeah um i think there's more child safety than anything else yeah absolutely and I mean, to be fair, like from our from our perspective, child safety is <laughs> a little bit different than some of the rest of the world. Um, what is considered endangering the child, right? Um, because we're concerned about their souls and mm-hmm. what's endangering their souls, and not just not just the physicality yeah. of it. Too. Though both exist, yeah. Both exist because the the you know children who are harmed and, and deeply wounded mm-hmm. really struggle with with healing, and they they struggle with not just physical healing but emotional healing, and then sure, um, it it can be a very difficult process for them to see Jesus in their life, to see the the healing that He does provide. Right. And so, yes, that becomes a major inf- em- emphasis for us to protect them as as precious beings. So, I it is a hot button issue, and there's definitely yeah. uh, even within the Christian church, even people who truly uh, love Jesus and try and follow Him, they're mm-hmm. going to end up on different sides of this. But I think the rhetoric surrounding it, calling it the "Don't Say Gay." Has yeah. has fueled it more than actual content of of the bill, right? The the content of the bill, and and I think that becomes our responsibility as educated people, yeah. Um, and as parents, is to educate ourselves and not just rely on the on the rhetoric right. contained therein, and then we can be more diligent, more faithful. In our our in our stewardship of these children, mm-hmm. and that that is where our, our worship comes in. That that as we care for these children properly, we're we're praising God for the gift that we have in them. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of layers to this, and we 
probably only hit a couple of them. Right. Um, and it's it's going to be something that is an ongoing thing because this isn't it. This is just, you know, like I said, one or two states that have had this come up. And it's if we know anything about, you know, the politics in our country, it's going to be increasing for sure. Um, so just to be aware and be open and be thoughtful about it. And educated, yeah. Yeah. And, and prayerful. Right. And very prayerful because we pray for all of the all the people involved in this. You know, yeah. the politicians who set out to do what they thought was right. Mm-hmm. The uh, the parents who are struggling with what's going on in the lives of their children. Right. Um, and and for all those people that are, are going on that, that feel protesting is their only their only recourse. I pray for them, yeah. too. I, you know, that. Yeah, maybe the, we can have good dialogue instead of out, outward shows. Yeah, and believe it or not, in some way or another, God is using this to bring people closer to Him. Amen. So let's be thankful for that and focus on that aspect of it as well. Well, <laughs> without uh, if we try try and engage no, one more time, this yeah. is going to be a really long one. Yeah. And, and <laughs> not trying to engage, just trying to. Yeah, we want to be careful as well that yeah. we, you know, we're not politicians, we're not lawyers, yeah. um, we're Christian fathers, and and that's the lens that we look at these things right. through. And um, man, if you have thoughts, maybe you are a politician, maybe you are a lawyer, maybe you have a thought. You can send us a message to the email that's going to be in the link uh, or in the, de- send us an email. The <laughs> link is in the description. Yeah. You can also do that whole like, rate, review thing. Um, let us know what you're thinking so that we can engage. And, and if we need to research a topic, um, we're happy to do that. Yeah. Um, if it's technological research, Matt's <laughs> right on it. If it's if you got a good book, that's that's more my my realm. If it's written in stone, Jeremiah's all over oh, it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the shipping cost might be kind of expensive. <laughs> well, but thanks for joining us at the Anvil today. And uh, wherever you're at, I hope you see the Lord's hand with you as you be about your worshipful life. Have a good week. Thank you for joining us today at The Anvil. Please follow, rate, and review. If you have a topic you would like us to discuss, drop it in the comments. We'll be back again soon with more Worship at The Anvil. Worship wherever you are and in all that you do.